What's poppin', y'all? This is Earth Game. And you rocking with the social with Bashak on the beat London 103.6 FM. You're listening to me, Bashak, on my show, The Social, on the beat London 103.6 FM. You've heard about it all show, and we are back with everyone's favorite guy, Jack Fowler. Woo! How are you doing, sir? I like that introduction, you know, everyone's favorite guy. You know, I, I like that. I can't take any credit. My producer wrote it, but listen, <laughs> we're going to go with it. Shout out, Haven, for that. Love that, love that. Now, you first burst onto our screens on Love Island, of course. You had that cheeky kiss that wasn't a kiss with <laughs> Georgia. And it kind of set Twitter on fire and it kind of really propelled you, I think, into that kind of mainstream view. I have to ask, how has it changed your life? How has being on Live, Live Island changed your life? And how has your life been since then? Since coming off Love Island, I mean, I mean, going on there, I was a big fan of the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I had seen what it could do to people's lives uh, just through the series before. And uh, never for a minute did I think that it would propel me uh, into what I'm doing now. Um, it's been, it was an amazing experience, firstly, mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but I was never prepared for what the aftermath was. Um, mm. So it, it was just strange just coming home to the UK after being in Spain and being, well, firstly, actually noticed whilst in Spain when I was going right. to so wow. that was really strange. That was really, really different to, to know what it was like maybe six weeks prior to that. Um, but coming back to the UK was carnage, absolutely carnage. Um, I remember I, I, funny enough, I actually left the villa the week before the final and the final um, after sun of the series is always held outside of the villa. So mm-hmm. I came back to the UK for two days and then had to fly back out for my episode of the After Sun. Right. When I came back to the UK for those two days, I could not go anywhere. I wow. literally could not go anywhere. Um, and it Hot was just, ticket. it was just surreal. It was just so surreal. I remember I, I went to the restaurant with my with my family and I walked into the restaurant and everyone just stopped eating, put their cutlery down and just started videoing me. And I was so confused. Like I was so so tense as well, like just yeah. such a yeah. such tense. I couldn't eat. I lost weight, you know, because my stomach was just tight all the time. I remember I, I stepped outside of the restaurant with my dad, and I said, "Dad, like I feel like a zoo. You know what I mean? I feel mm. like a walking zoo." And as I was saying that, cars were going by, beeping me. Cars were stopping on in the road, jumping up, taking a picture. Wow. Jumping. It was just nuts. Absolutely. Too much. Too much to some degree as well. Like crazy. It was Felt crazy. crazy. It was crazy, but in saying that, it's opened up so many doors, so mm. many doors that honestly, before Love Island, I would never ever have had the opportunity to go through. So I am forever grateful um, to the show and, and, and what it's been, been able for me to do from the back of it. Mm. It's a balance, right? In terms of like, you put yourself out there, mm. you put your love life out there, you go through, I think, very real things. I think a lot of those emotions that we saw are real and I completely understand. I mean, I watched it actually while it was kind of live. And I, I really did feel like the intensity of the kind of connections the couples make, they're real because you're there with that one person for the however long period in a house with other people you're trying to win and there's an energy and you put yourself out there for that, but you don't necessarily sign up for the rest of it, which is the fame, which is the kind of speculation, people comparing 
you versus another guy or females to other females and that stuff gets nasty um but also so beautiful like it's it's a balance it's hard to figure out you got to just kind of look on the green side and, and you got you have done so much since then so i can imagine it's only been positive vibes and the good outweighs the bad every time yes definitely i mean i i there was nothing preparing me there there was wow. and and to be fair like itv you know they they are when you leave the villa they they you know you have a meeting with the execs and and they kind of say a few things to you that you know kind of prepare yourself for what you're about to be exposed to but literally there is nothing that that exec producer or I tell you would have ever said to me right. or done to me to to prepare me because it yeah. is honestly like stepping into a different world wow do you miss all you I feel as is there old you? Are you the same? Like, there has to be a. You're allowed to evolve. You're allowed to change, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. There mm-hmm. has to be an evolution there. And like, do you look back to your like old life pre and go ah, or you're like, no, actually, I'm so much more confident now. I believe in myself because you're given the platform and the leverage, and you have fans who are mm-hmm. up on your DMs. Like, it changes your worldview about yourself maybe a little bit. Do you miss the old person, or do you like this new one you're becoming? I feel like I'm very lucky with the people around me because I they've ensured that I haven't changed as a person. So mm. I feel like if I was to look back on me 2 3 years ago, naturally I would have evolved, you know, going from sure. a teenager into a young man. But me being me, I don't feel like I've changed. And I'm lucky like I said to have friends and family around me that, you know, if I did start changing, they would grab me by my ears to pull me back down to 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 the ground. So In that sense, I don't think I've changed. Um I think you know the the buzz around me, yeah, that's that's obviously definitely changed, but you know, I think it's important when you go into these kind of shows that you're strong enough to know you, you know, and I feel quite comfortable with myself that I know me. Um and no doubt I've got more to learn about myself, no doubt, but I feel comfortable enough to know that I am my own person and carry myself in the same way as I did before. Beautiful. I love that. And you went in there a girl as fun, right? You came in you you went in there like fully fledged with your own belief systems and you came out hopefully with that you weren't, you know, some super young impressionable person. Mm. In in that sense and hopefully that will allow you to build you already had a character built so that yeah. these things are nice but they're not defining and that's important I think, which is cool. And I've already I've always I guess seeing different characters I've always felt like some people don't have as much character built as yourself in those ways of being kind of I'm cool I'm ch- I'm chill like no matter what which is which is a nice thing to have so kudos to you thank you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so we have been in quarantine forever as you know <laughs> and um I'm sure some people are just scaling up the wall over the whole thing What would you say to the kind of people that are listening in right now who might want to go into the next series of Love Island? What would you say they need to know before applying? Would you say go for it? Do you have any hints and tips for them? Yeah, I've always just said to people because a lot of people DM me going like, you know, I'm going on the show, what should I say, what should I do? I've always said just be yourself and mm. don't try and be someone who you think they want to see. Right? And also don't try and be someone and try and mimic someone who's already been on the show. Interesting. Don't mm. because I think you know they they just want originality. They don't want last year's cast or the year before's cast. They want fresh people. Yeah. So 
I think to anyone who's listening, who anyone for anyone who wants to, not, not even just Love Island, but any kind of TV show, um, mm-hmm. when you go through the casting process, just be yourself and always be polite to everyone. Rule mm-hmm. number one: always be polite to everyone because you never know who you're talking to ever. Amen. And Amen. I learned and um, you know, from from even the runners, you know, even the runners who 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 are you know opening the doors and doing washing and getting you cups of tea and whatever else, those runners in time will then become exactly the next, right? Of course. So you have to, all, and this just this, this isn't to do with TV. This is just in life in general. I was gonna say right, absolutely. just life in general. Always be kind to everyone. I remember I went into. I remember personally, I went into the. The, the the casting process for my interview and I was holding the doors open for just because that's just what right. I do just hold and there was like you know what you're the only guy who's actually held the door open for me today and I'm like yeah. I think to myself like it should it should just be a common right I it's haven't done anything extra right? and and I think also you know if you are lucky enough to get into one of these shows do not change do not think oh you know i'm at the top now so i haven't got to do certain things i haven't got to you know open the door for you and wait for, you know what i mean just be an all-round nice person and yes. let's go further i love that human decency goes right and also just kind of piggybacking off what you said about the runners uh people will always always although they forget what you do but they won't forget what you made them feel I so believe in that and just if you leave an energy of goodness because you want to be that person you radiate that into the world it comes back to you tenfold and it doesn't take much and kindness takes as much effort uh, than than being a bitter person or a difficult person so just go that extra mile and you can make someone say I love that happy messages here for a Sunday on the beat I love it I love it I love it Amazing. Now, in terms of music, let's get into your kind of music career at the moment. How is that going? Uh, I know you're kind of DJing yeah. um, here and there. How's the music development going? And where are you finding inspiration for your beats, given that like there isn't that much going on yeah. in the actual world? I mean, I, I've always been involved in my music from a very young age. I, I, I was in performing arts when I was, you know, a young teenager coming up. So music to me has always been a big part of my life. I, mm. I went to the studio. I done back to yours, featuring uh, bigger flows, and you know what? It was a it was a brilliant experience. I loved it, and there is more wow. music coming. Obviously, because of the current climate, it's a bit difficult to to do so. Um, but there's definitely been work being done behind behind closed doors, and for me as well, I, I I love going out and I love different types of music. And something for me that I've realised about myself actually since coming off Love Island is that I just love performing. You know, I love performing, I love doing shows and I'll do my personal appearances at clubs and stuff. And I'll just end up on stage with a microphone and the, and the club promoters are looking at me like, Jack, we haven't actually booked you for that. I'm like, bro, I don't care. I want to do it. This is, yeah, this is- yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I went into, lo- obviously when we went into lockdown, I, I thought to myself, look, I need to come out of this lockdown, forever mm. how long it will be, but with something to show for it, you know, because mm. time can be taken away from you. And, and I think, you know, everyone needs to utilize their time as much as possible. So I thought to myself, look, I can't really get into the studio. I'm not really into making beats. That's not really my area of expertise, but I just love music and I love being on stage. And I've always had a little inkling that DJ might be something that I could excel in. So I, I literally, I, I bought my decks. Not nice. No clue how to use it. I remember I just looked at the decks going, where's the play button? Like, I didn't have a single clue. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just got on YouTube and I just kind of, kind of taught myself and 
along the way, spoke to other DJs. Um, and yeah, I just started chucking things up on my Instagram and, and just having fun with it. And um, in the space of like two, three, four months of me doing that, I started receiving bookings from uh, clubs and brunches and even even people across in, in Europe, you know, in the clubs in Europe. Wow. It, for me, was just a, a massive, you know, thumbs up in, you know, if you, if you dedicate yourself, you can actually come out of here with, a, with another skill. Uh, we just need the clubs mm. to do it, don't we? Amen to that. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Boris real quick. Yeah, real quick. I don't know what they're, what they're better <laughs> doing with our lives. Uh, no, that's beautiful. I love it. And it also kind of just shows that you followed your intuition. That's what that tells me. Like, I think everybody in life is given a certain skill set or skill sets. And like, I'm I'm not a radio DJ. I'm a radio host, right? I, I, I can't really DJ. I lean into that. I do what I'm good at, which is talking. I, t- I stay on that arena. You leaned into your music and your mastering of the music and maybe your creation of the sound. Yeah. And people responded to it because yeah. it was your thing. And yeah. that's, that's what's really cool about that journey. And is, is there a particular artist you want to collab with in terms of... I mean, musicians. I mean, Give me Drake, some names. Let's manifest. Yeah, if Drake called my phone, do you know what I mean? I'd pick it up. Do you know what I mean? If Chris Brown hit me up, I'd say, okay, let's. But yeah, I mean, look, music is such a big thing for me. I love it. I love DJ and, and I really love that kind of thing. I, I love my modeling, but I really love, you know, the aspects of presenting. You know, I like mm. that. Yourself. I can talk. And okay. I feel like. We, I, we can go back and forth. We'll be here all day. But I feel like I can literally talk about a lot of things. And I think. You know, I'm 25, but in my 25 years, I've gone through quite a few things that, you know, maybe the average 25-year-old hasn't been through. Some amazing, some quite sad. So I feel like with things that I say, I, I do have depth behind it and I do have experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so presenting for me is, is something that I really want to push into because, you know, I, I feel very comfortable, like like people know, I'm on camera and I just enjoy talking, you know? I love it. Let's talk after this. We'll, we'll hook you up. We'll get you, a, we'll get you a slot on the beat. I love it. I love it. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so what inspired you in terms of the sounds you're making right now? Is there anything that you're leaning towards that you really, really love? Are you just yeah. pulling whatever? How, what is that process like? Because every kind of artist has a process. A section, yeah, yeah. Do you have one? For me, it was... You know, back to yours was a very kind of slow, sexy kind of R&B vibe. And I think mm-hmm. for my following, it was, I had like, oh, I've got like, I think like 85 to 90% women following. Mm-hmm. So it, it Shocking. Was, yeah. So for me, it was like, try it. Let's, let's do something that, you know, uh, you know, compliments the, the following. And that was something sexy. Some good ones in lockdown and, you know, people are probably making you know, babies. There we go. You said it, not me. So people are probably that louder than ever. So I, I thought, want to take control of that. So yeah, I thought let's 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 you know give them a track to make love to. You know, absolutely. <laughs> but Keep it. For me, like I said, I love doing my personal appearances. I love being in like club, love the club culture, thriving. I like being. I love going to festivals. I love mm. going to Ibiza, LA, all these luxury places. I love. So you know, the next part of my musical kind of journey, I suppose, is. Club beats. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah. And I've always, it's funny now because I used to listen to, to Tom Zanetti growing up, but now me and him are quite cool, right? And we, That's we cool. Places. So I look at Tom and I think, like, you've done things in your career that I would love to do. Mm. You know, I'd love to, to experience, you know, being on stage in front of thousands of people at a festival, dropping DJing tracks, and but then jumping in front of the DJ, DJ set, and, and r- rapping your own music. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would just be phenomenal, and I, and I truly believe, like genuinely, truly believe that I I can do that. 
I agree. I think what strikes me is you're so someone who gets your energy off of other people. And I think yeah. from everything you're saying, you're like, you want actually that interaction with that crowd and you want them to tell you what song they want you to play next. And you want them to have that kind of conversation as it was so you can entertain them, so you can get something out of them and, and it feeds you. Is that fair to say? Definitely, definitely. Because isn't that it? Yeah. Apart from scoring a goal, that's the only feeling I can kind of relate <laughs> to. Like, it's just, you just get just a mad mix of emotions and it's just something that a you know, rush it's, 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 it literally is addictive i love it i agree 100%. speaking of kind of having rush and having endorphins let's just segue a little bit towards something that's a little bit more challenging uh, i know that you have been very vocal about mental health um and you speak about that a lot on your socials could you kind of go through with me for a minute kind of why you decided to be so vocal uh, in this arena um, as, as a man as well. I think that's kind of rare. I really, I really um, when I was doing research for this interview, I was really struck by that and impressed by it, I think. Because I think it's commendable to kind of go, we have this really shiny, exciting life on the right-hand side, right? And then on the left, we have real things going on, as is for everybody in the world, especially right now. Um, wh why did you choose to share some of those things? I, I literally just kind of fell into it. I mean, I, I never I never really knew the impact that I was having when I was speaking, mm. um, when I was in the villa. So when I when I was in the villa, I was very vocal about heartbreak and love and, and the, the mixed emotions that I think the average man might, you know, not want to talk about and, and kind of brush under the carpet. So for me, I, I remember I come out of the villa and everyone was just kind of, you know, showing showing love to me because I was able to kind of explain my emotions. And I think just from off the back of that, I, I realized that, you know, I am quite comfortable with myself and I am quite comfortable with my emotions yeah. and through, you know, the the, the, the brilliant sides of love and the, and the very downsides of it. So I, it really just kind of stemmed from there because it's something that, you know, you're kind of lucky if you fall in love, you know, the old saying is once and be heartbroken and not love at all. So. You know, it, it, and, I, and I genuinely believe a lot of boys, when they have a heartbreak, they, they just kind of not want to talk about it and, and, you know, find themselves feeling quite weak. But, you know, this all again goes back into mental health and, and the fact that, you know, you know, men feel so many emotions growing up, you know, and, and so do women, don't, don't get me wrong, so do women. But I feel like in the female community, if you- It's loud. Yeah, but if you yeah, it's allowed. But also, if you feel about if you feel a certain way, you're more you know susceptible to talk about it with each other. You know, and I've been reading a book called Men Are From Mars and Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, and it really taps into the mindset of men and men and women. And it is you know men kind of go into their cave as it were, and they go into you know, a kind of a, a place where they don't want to be disrupted, they don't want to be spoken to, or they don't want to speak. And it's all about kind of understanding the logistics of the, the mind, I think. And I think talking about it and talking about mental health and really expressing that it's okay not to feel okay and you're not on your own and you're not you're not weak for feeling how you're feeling is something that I, I really truly believe should be taught in schools. You know, I'm taught about Pythagoras' theorem and I'm talking about how to do a right angle and all this malarkey. Brilliant, right? Absolutely brilliant if that is what you're going to do in your future. I've never, since leaving school, needed to know 
about that ever. Exactly. What I need to know is about mortgages, is about tax, is about different, where can I put my money, how can I invest, stock trading, all these kind of things that are kind of life lessons. And I, I really do think that mental health is something that we need to focus on in schools um, because it is something that completely affects your life. 100%. And, and the, the ability of a person, I think, to sit in a room alone with themselves is the extent to which your mental health is healthy. And I think a lot of people right now can't sit with themselves and they can't sit with their feelings and they can't kind of process emotions and they can't heal because they were never given the tools. But then get this, you, you say that and I completely agree, some people can't, but because we're in lockdown, that's all that they're doing. Right. But and if they don't have the tools, they'll reach to maybe not the most healthy coping mechanisms. Right. Definitely. And, and, and because they don't know how to, like you said, they then find themselves in a mad, you know, turmoil of, of feelings because they, they don't know how, firstly, how to deal with it. They don't know what the feeling is that they're feeling. And normally they might go out to the clubs or, you know, go out with the girls or whatever, or the boys, but can't at the moment. So they are secluded in their own kind yeah. of environment, not knowing how to deal with their own feelings. And it ha- it's happening all over the world, not even just the UK. 100%. All so yeah, definitely something that I love talking about. I love having an impact in it. You know, I, I love going and talking about it in front of people, you know, young, old, students, whoever, who whoever who thinks that they could benefit from what I have to say. I, I love and mm. help. I love that. Thank you so much. And just kind of quickly, I think a lot of what you just discussed here is about conditioning. And it's about male conditioning versus female conditioning. And the spaces that we're allowed to inhibit and the spaces we're allowed to kind of breathe in are different. If I was to suddenly start crying on air right now, it, it, you'd be like, you could be like, oh, I'm cool. But if you were to start crying on air, it would be, a, it would mean more. It would mean, did someone die? Are you okay? Yeah. It would be that level yeah. because it's not equal. The playing field is not equal in terms of the extent of emotion we are allowed to express. And I think you coming out in these ways and being able to say, actually, um, I do struggle with it or actually I am open to these conversations and I have gone through X, Y and Z hopefully allows other men who look up to you, who follow you, who are your friends, your family, people around you in real life to go, actually, vulnerability is strength. Vulnerability is the only true strength. And the more you lean into that, the more it teaches you about yourself. Beautiful. I love that. All right, guys, we are going to be back with Jack Fowler after a very quick break. You don't want to miss the rest of the gems we have coming up for you. You are listening to The Beat London with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. And we are back with Mr. Jack Fowler. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I am very well. I am very well. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're liking these intros. Are you, are you liking these intros? <laughs> loving, loving them. You're speechless, guys. Speechless. <laughs> Now, we loved watching you on Celebs Go Dating. I particularly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Shout out to Waitress Chick, forgot her name. Um, but that was, sorry. Kate, Kate, thank you. Sorry, I'm being rude. Kate, uh, that was really cool. And especially enjoyed your bromance with Paul Bronson, who will be on our show next week. Uh, what are your top highlights? Oh man, my, my highlight, honestly, I was chatting to uh, Anna last night, actually, the, the, what was it, Anna and Paul, the agents. Sure. And we were just saying that I, I honestly loved every single minute. Genuinely, there was not, the only minute, the only part of the show that I was just a bit 
tense about was when I had to let down the deities, you know, because I, I am one of those people that hate disappointing people. Yeah, but like, Jack, there was some like obvious chemistry issues. <laughs> like, like, it was so obvious to me. Get that twisted. We were never going to click, you know? Yeah. But, but I'm still, I'm still that kind of guy that I, I, I respect them for coming onto the TV show. Of course. You know, they, they're being vulnerable by putting themselves on a show where, you know, nine times out of 10, they've never been on TV before. So it's completely new. You, you realize, you know, you suddenly change the way you speak when you've got a microphone attached to your, to your chest, you know? Mm. So I, I respected the whole process. Um, I just, I, I literally have not got a bad thing to say about the agency. It is absolutely amazing. Um, from the cast that I was with, you know, Pete and Sam and Megan McKenna and jo even Georgia. I know, I know me and Georgia had our little tip in, in Love Island. Yeah. But, um, and I literally had not seen her for about a year and they caught the first time we saw each other since then on the camera. So it that, wasn't as that hug, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as if we seen each other offset and then we've come in. It literally and the producers were very, were very uh, certain <laughs> to make that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean the whole thing was just amazing. I mean the dates. Um, I love that. Carrie Katona, amazing. She yes, Carrie. Yeah, she killed Yeah, very very cool. Even Paul Bronson with his wise words of wisdom for everybody. Really enjoyed that. Nice. Like he, he's great. Bill Hitch. Yes, of course. Will Smith. He's Will Smith. He's he Will Smith. Is. No, no joke. No cap. He is Will Smith. He has so much knowledge. It's amazing. Just like he kind of goes into his zone and then comes you know, out of it again. He does it. I'm going to do an impression. He goes, you know, Jack, here's the thing. Right, here's the thing, you know, and and you know what is also kind of cool, you know, is that you are a nice guy, you know. And yeah. Um, he, he love. Just, but you just listen. Okay, I love that. He's gonna be on the show next week, so I'm gonna make him do an impression of you. <laughs> make him do an impression of you. Let's see a lot. Yes. I love it. All right, let's get into some real nitty gritty love questions. It is Relationship Month here on the social. Uh, and you are our first guest of the month. So you're gonna come correct. Let's go. All right, all right. Give me your top eight credentials. What does a chick need to be to be wifey? Three okay. credentials. You got 30 seconds. Okay, family orientated. Cute. Um, good in bed. Cute. And uh, doesn't mind making a fool of herself. Also cute. All right. I like those three. I like I like the order of the three as well. That could have gone another <laughs> way. Was, was, uh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure the female listeners are also dying to know whether or not you are single. Can you comment on such things? Are you going to plead the fifth? I'm not single at all. No, I've been I've I've got a girlfriend. I've um I've been with my missus for about oh about eight months now. Eight, Love eight. that. Eight, eight months. Eight months is this? It's getting real. It's past yeah. six months. We've kind of gone through that honey maze, the hun uh, honey maze, that, that um, honeymoon honey phase now. It's now, it's now gotten to the real, the real life relationship. Real, but real. But that's the best kind, because that's the space I think where you can really nurture and build in a real way, where it's like, all right, you can see the real version now, like, you know, Definitely. real life, all the, all the good stuff. Definitely. Amazing. Now this show is of course called The Social. What drink, if you were single, would you buy a girl at the bar and how would you get their attention? Give me your best, hit me up with your best kind of 
chat I don't I don't like chat up lines, a chat up line or like one liner. What do you what what have you used in the past? In the past, I've said some reckless stuff. Which is why I asked this question. I want to hear it I think uh, what did he? Okay, so girls and girls at the table at the bar. She's on her own. She's, she's her giving own? you. No, she's with her. She's with. No, she's on her own. She's on her own. Listen, it doesn't bother me. Surrounded by girls, I still go over. I don't. I. I, I don't mind. Let's make it hard. She's surrounded by three girls. Cool. All right. All right. And, and but she's giving she, you the eyes. Right. So I clock what she's drinking. Okay. Right. I make sure I know what she. She might be drinking. I don't know. Pool star martini. And. I buy, and I've clocked what her friends are buying as well. So if they got, I don't know, three porn star martinis, for example, cool. So I'll buy four porn star martinis. I walk over, I say, look, I just want to buy you all a drink. Uh, and I'll say to her friends, look, if you don't mind, I'd love to take your friend here for a drink, if that's okay with you. And, you know, if, if it's all right with you, brilliant. And I've given you guys a drink to accompany you while I take this beautiful woman away. And I'm going to take her away, have a little chat, you know, see where it's at. Not uh -huh. much. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really stick it on too much because I think nah. like, I can go left real quickly, and it has done before. So, but um, but yeah, I'll just. I'll try, I'll try. You know what I say to people like because a lot of my boys they're very good at chatting to girls on Tinder and Instagram and shit. Mm. Don't when it comes to when it comes to like real life, they don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, don't know yeah. What to say. A lot of women. They appreciate a man coming up to them and saying, look, you are beautiful. And I think, mm. and I probably would say, you are so beautiful. If I didn't actually come up to you and tell you that and see where this could go, I wouldn't need to get a taxi home. I'd kick myself. Yeah. But that's true, right? Sometimes wifey is right there. And if you don't do that, you'll miss a moment. For real. And, and you know, she might say, look, I've actually got a man or you know, whatever. But, but then if you don't know, you don't know. But you're saying this girl was giving me the eye. So if I look, if I didn't go up to the girl and buy yeah. her to her, I would have let my family down. You know, my dad, <laughs> dad lucky charm to get me, Jack the lad. And I and I would, hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. On to the next. On to you. You're good either way. At least you tried. I like that approach. I like that you accommodated for the the squad. Yeah. Rachel, the squad was good. This is what I've learned, right? Yeah. To get a girl, you have to friend up their friend. Oh, yes. How long did it take you to know that? How many years? If you don't have a good relationship with their friend, you're done now. You've got no chance. You've got, you've actually got, you, I mean, you have got a chance, but it's not great. Because when she goes to her mate, oh, what do you think? And she goes, no, it's a no. It's a no, yeah. Because also... If, if yeah. they go, yeah, you know what, I like him, he's cool, like, he's whatever. Then she's more susceptible to be like, you know what, let's go on that thing. And the friend that really likes you for their friend is going to push their friend even more and go, you'd be dumb and don't miss it out. Like, you, you get even more of a, you know, oomph that starts you off even stronger and then you're sprinting. Because deep Love down, it. Because deep yeah. down, they'll be wishing that I come up to their friend. <sighs> no? But yeah. Thank you. That was cheeky. And for our male listeners, what would you say in terms of DMs? So you mentioned that some of your friends don't uh, know how to speak to women kind of in real life. Uh, in terms of kind of the digital stuff, are you one to slide into DMs? Do you do that kind of stuff? Not anymore, obviously, but have you done that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I have done, um, but very, very, very rarely. I mean, I wouldn't, 
look, we're in a generation now where things that are meant to be private are no longer. Screenshots end up on mm. pages. He's like, you're not gonna catch me out here. You're not gonna catch me. Yeah, you're not you gonna catch me. Catching me. Um, none of that. Yeah, none of that. So I had to. Yeah, I just. I was always very much. You know, I I, I kept my cards to my chest. Mm. Kept it cool. Unless someone caught your attention so much that you were like, all right, cool. I'ma just give it a oh, go. If like Rihanna was yeah. single, DM me. I love these names. I'm DMing like that. You know what I mean? Don't think, don't think. I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah, an idiot. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. So Riri, you heard it here first. I love it. I love it. And finally, could you tell us about any kind of projects or kind of things coming up? Anything exclusive you can share with us at all? I mean, there's there's a lot of presenting things, like I said, that I'm, I'm getting into uh, more so now than ever. Uh, my DJing as well, that I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just all around music, you know, but for me, it's, it is mainly presenting and, and DJing that I'm really pushing towards. That's where, that's where I see my career. That's what I see myself doing. That's what I have a passion for. And I feel like if you haven't got a passion for something, mm-hmm. uh, doing it, I think, you know, you need to find what your passion is and do that. I love that. Very, very cool. Uh, wish you the best of luck with it all. Could you give us your socials real quick so people can follow you on the gram if they're not already? See, those, yeah. the reels are cracking me up, by the way. So good. On Instagram, at underscore Jack Fowler, underscore. It's the same for Twitter. Um, and yeah, that is it. That's me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jack. It has been a pleasure having you on our show. Thank you so much, Jack. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate Enjoy it. the rest of your Sunday. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>